Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons Podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. This, this morning or this afternoon as we worshiped, how many sense that it was just, um, it was different. And I, and I really, what I'm trying to say is, I believe sometimes the Lord wants you to just be still in his presence. The Lord reminds us in his word to be still and know that I am God is what the scripture says. Sometimes we just na- need to take a break from all the activity, all the commotion around us in our families. You know how busy life can be and the things that, that beset us, the things that, that come at us. And the Lord just wants to remind you right where you're at, be still, know that I got this. I got you, is what he's telling you. He's got you. How many know that he will never leave you nor forsake you? The the word declares that. No matter what you go through, he will never leave you nor forsake you. Those are comforting words in, in the world that we live in today. With all that goes on. With all that we've seen going on the last few years. It's comforting to know that the Lord God will never leave you nor forsake you. So I'm so glad that you're here today. You know, last week, thousands and thousands of people throughout the United States, throughout the world, attended Resurrection Sunday services. Thousands. And a lot of them came with the intention of renewing their commitment to Christ, uh, renewing their relationship with the Lord. Maybe it had not been where they had wanted it, and they took the time on that day to begin and renew their relationship with the Lord. And my my prayer is that they will continue to do that. Amen? That they would continue to serve Him. Because I want to remind you today that when you serve the Lord with all of your heart, you get the Father's blessings. The Father's blessings are poured out upon you. And that's, a, that's an inside joke on our, in our family, as I shared a few, a few times. I've reminded my daughter, Raquel, sometimes when I've asked her, hey, come on, let's go out, let's go get a bite to eat to lunch or dinner. And then I tell her, you know, when you're with the father, you get the father's blessings. In other words, dad's paying for lunch or dad will pay for dinner. And so she'll tell me sometimes, yeah, I'm going with you because when I'm with the father, I get the father's blessings. That's a reminder to you and I as believers that when we trust in the Father and when we live 100% for the Father, that means just trusting in Him, that He gives you His blessings. His blessings are poured out upon you. It doesn't prevent heartache from coming, but it will give you the blessing to know that He walks with you in that struggle. Amen? That's what I'm talking about. One of the blessings of living in an area here with wonderful climate. How many agree that living here in, whether it's American Canyon, Vallejo, uh, Napa, surrounding areas, we live in a beautiful climate. We live in a wonderful climate. It's not humid. You've been to places that are humid. You've been to, to parts of Mexico, the Philippines, Hawaii. These places are filled with humidity, even in some of our states. I don't know about you, but I don't like sticky I like dry climate like here. It's, it's wonderful to be here. It doesn't get too hot. doesn't get too cold. It's really pretty nice. But one of the blessings in that is that we can lose 
lose our spiritual walk for a season because we live in close proximity and we have such good weather here, people can get, get caught up doing things outside the church house. And, and again, don't get me wrong. I, want, I would encourage you all to take your families, go on vacation if you can enjoy those times and enjoy your family. Enjoy them. How many know that family is important? Family is important. Enjoy your family. But don't allow those things to keep you from the house of God so that I only see you once a year. Amen? I want to see you regularly. Here's the truth. If you call me your pastor, I want to remind you of the dangers of not being in fellowship with the Father. I want to remind you of that today. See, the truth is, we can all have a reason why we can't be here today. Now, there's many here today that aren't here for various reasons. Some have called me, texted me, said that they are ill, that they're not feeling well, and we're, we're praying for them. But if we're not careful, we can use these as, as reasons to be away from the house of God. And when this happens, we can lower our guard. And that's what I want to hit on today is how the enemy will attack you when you lower your defenses. We can be a little bit more unforgiving. We can find ourselves praying less, reading the Bible less. These things can become habits before you know it. And there are good habits, and there are also bad habits that we can pick up. But for the next few moments... Here, those of you that are here today or watching online, I want to speak to you on this message. Don't stop now. Say that out loud with me. Don't stop now. Amen. I would invite you to turn, if you have your Bibles with you, if not, it'll be on the screen. The book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verses 24 through 25, and this is out of the New American Standard Bible version. These are uh, well-known verses if you've been in church for many years. But let's, let's uh, read verses 24 and 25. And let's consider how to encourage one another in love and good deeds, not abandoning our own meeting together, as is the habit of some people, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Amen. Let, let me pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this day. We thank you for your word. We thank you for uh, the spirit, the strength that you give us when we fellowship together, when we worship the King of kings and Lord of lords. We thank you, Lord, for that today. Now I pray, Father, bring anointing to our hearing, to our understanding as we open our to your word today. And we pray that in Jesus' name, amen and amen. So what is, the, what is the church? The, the scriptures are clear. It talks about attending church to encourage us to continue to love one another here in the church, to show good deeds to each other, the word declares, to continue to meet together and not abandon that. But what is the church? The church is, the, the, the Greek word for that is the ecclesia. It's Spanish, it's iglesia which means the body of believers, means you and I. It's not a building. It's not a, a beautiful building. It's not a tiny building. It's you. 
When you gather together, the Bible says if two or three are gathered together in his name, you are having church. You can have church at home. You can have church in your car. You can have church in the park. You, have, you can have church in the swimming pool. Wherever you're at, two or three people, you can have church. Amen? It's also a people called out of the world to worship him. That is what the church is all about. People that are called unto Almighty God to worship him. The word of God, beginning in the book of Genesis, has a pattern of, of showing us people that were called out, separated, and worshiping God, starting with Adam. He was called out. Eve was called out to worship God Almighty. They were placed in the garden to worship. Noah and his sons were called to worship God Almighty. Abraham was called out, the father of many nations, to worship God Almighty. Moses leading the people from Egypt into the wilderness and eventually to the promised land was called to worship God Almighty. Everywhere and many others throughout the scriptures were called to worship God Almighty. You see, there's power when we assemble together and worship together. Look at your neighbor and tell them, I'm better with you. I'm better with you. Amen. Uh, but I want to warn you that we're all capable of falling away from God. You know, there's a scripture that says, they that endure until the end shall be saved. How many want to endure to the end? If that's you, raise your hand today. If you want to endure to the end. I want to endure to the end. And, it's, and it takes being faithful to God Almighty, amen, and fellowshipping together. There's an example of that in the Bible. The Apostle Paul, the greatest of all the apostles, mentions in the scriptures that he had a, he had a disciple named Demas that had forsaken him. Demas, the Bible says, worked together in ministry with Paul. Now, I don't know about you, but it, if I worked with the Apostle Paul, formerly known as Saul, the persecutor of believers, and I was working side by side with him in ministry, my thought would be that I would never forsake him. I, I want to continue working with this man and this great man of God and continue to live for Christ. But the word of God says that Demas walked away from the Lord, that he pursued the things of this world instead. So it just tells me and you, or you and I, that, that if we're not careful, we can also fall away from the word if we're not careful. Amen? There is an enemy that wants to destroy your spirituality, that wants to destroy your spiritual walk with the Lord. You see, we can each get caught up in doing things outside of church, outside of fellowship. Again, nothing wrong with that. But if that happens all the time, it's not healthy for you spiritually. If, if, if a doctor tells you after conducting a physical examination of you and tells you, if you continue do, doing these things, they're not healthy for you, you're going to die, well, I think you're going to change some habits, right? Same thing spiritually. As your pastor, I would tell you, fellowship with each other. Count on each other. You see, we're a family, amen? We're a family of God, and we need each other because I'm better with you, amen? 
We need to continually protect and nurture our love relationship with the Lord. When I said I do to my wife 28 years ago this coming July 30th, I didn't just say I do and said, well, it's all done. I don't have to worry about another thing. Woo! No. I got I to gotta continue nurturing that. Now, do, am I perfect in that all the time? No, I fall short, but I buy, I buy her flowers. I take her on dates still. I, I try to take care of my wife the best I can because I need to nurture that relationship. You and I need to continually nurture that relationship with God Almighty. We must establish and protect these disciplines of reading the Word of God, praying, fellowshipping together, assembling yourself together, as the Scripture said. So look at your neighbors once again right now and tell, tell them, don't stop now. Don't stop now. Don't stop now. Keep going. Keep going. The Lord wants to bring you closer to him. I have a nephew that owns his own fitness gym. My nephew's a young man who's dedicated himself to his profession. He is ripped. Can I just say he's ripped? That means he's ripped, uh, and I'm proud of him. But let me tell you, at first, he wasn't committed to that lifestyle. He was a gym owner, but yet he wasn't committed to it 100%. He was working out, but he didn't do the other part of it, the, the dieting, the eating right. He was still not 100%. So he's ripped because he's committed now 100%. And, and he was working out and occasionally eating correctly. Now, as a fitness gym owner and as a trainer, he knew he had to correct that. And he did. And he dedicated himself. And, and he said, I'm all in. And now you look at him and the results are clear. He's all in. He's all in. He's got a large following now. But as believers, I want to remind you, if we become occasional attenders, don't be surprised if you live a defeated life. Don't be surprised if things never seem to go your way. I'm telling you that when you're with the Father, you get the Father's blessings. Amen? Let me just talk to you today about three quick points. Your typical pastor's message, three quick points. The first one I would tell you would be consider one another. Consider one another. Take careful note of each other's spiritual welfare. You know, Pastor Rick's job is to make sure to reach out to you. How are you doing? How can I pray for you? What are you going through? How can I help you? How can the church help you, if anything? That's my job. That's what I'm called to do. And I love it. But if I don't ever come up to you and say that, I'm falling short. And likewise, you as believers, it doesn't have to be just Pastor Rick. It should be each of you coming up to you and say, hey, how you doing? I haven't seen you for a couple weeks. How are you? How can I pray for you? See, that's what the body of believers is called to do, to fellowship, to, to mature, to, to grow in maturity, to pray for one another, to encourage one another. Amen. As your pastor, I'm called to be accountable for your soul. Do you know that? So I am praying for you and checking up on you. I will send you a text. I will call you. Maybe I'll send my wife to check up on you. 
but we are praying for you. Amen? But again, it shouldn't just be me to check up on you. It should be one another. And that's what I love about our group texts. The ladies have one. Men have one. We, we just send out encouraging texts to each other. It's a great thing to know that as a pastor, I don't have to be doing that for everybody, that we have people that, that do that for each other. Amen? How many are blessed because of that? I, I love those texts. Amen? Now, that would be the first thing I would encourage you to do is consider one another. Check up on each other. We do that with family. This is the family of God. Do that with your brothers and sisters. I haven't seen you for a while. How you doing? How can I pray for you? Let's do that. That's your homework, amen? That would be the first thing I would tell you. The second thing I would tell you today would be to encourage one another. Every day, each of us face and battle different things. Each of you have come from different backgrounds, but we can encourage and give someone confidence or give someone the boldness to overcome whatever they're going through. And you know why we can encourage someone? Because we have a trusting and loving relationship with our Heavenly Father. Because we know that He has taken care of us. Amen? You see, God is always speaking to His people. In fact, Jesus in the Gospel of John said, My sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. And when we listen to that voice and we do what he says, we can encourage then one another. We can lift somebody up. You never know. For example, a couple of weeks ago, we had a testimony Sunday here. We had people coming up and giving their testimonies. It was a wonderful day to hear testimonies. And you never know what your testimony, how it might impact and encourage somebody else that's sitting here. I believe that the things you and I go through are not by accident. Illnesses you go through are not by accident. You go through things in life because when you overcome that through the power of Almighty God, He uses you to speak to someone else that is going through that same thing. And we serve a good God that, that loves us. Amen? You see, if you're discouraged here today, you're in the right place. You're in the right place today. God is here to remind you that he will be your greatest encourager. The word of God encourages us. Amen? And that's because he lives in you. Not only can we read his word, but he lives in you. The one that can encourage you. The one that can, that can overcome any obstacle in your life. Give me an amen, somebody. Amen. And again, the reason we can encourage someone is because we have overcome. We've gone through something. Amen? These gray hairs mean that, that I have gone through stuff. We have gone through stuff. And we've overcome stuff. Amen? We have overcome by the power of his testimony. Amen? I believe this is why, again, God Almighty can put together imperfect people like you and I from all different colors, backgrounds, economic situations, because at the end of the day, we're all his children, and we all bleed red, amen? All of us here, we're all his children. That's one thing I love about American Canyon and Vallejo. We're so diverse in this area. It's not just one group of people. It's many groups of people, just like our church. It's very diverse. I love that. 
I love because when I look out here, I get to see what heaven's going to look like. Amen? Heaven is going to look like this. So again, we need to encourage one another. We serve the King of kings and Lord of lords. You are a child of the King. If that isn't encouragement enough right there, I don't know what is. You are a child of the King. Let me share with you something that um, I was reminded of. My wife and I, we got to get away. And as I mentioned, it's good to get away and enjoy family. And a couple times of the year, we're here every Sunday, but a couple times of the year we get away. And a couple of weeks ago, we had the privilege to get away to Mendocino. And one of our favorite, has become one of our favorite spots now. And the place we stay at is surrounded by 100-foot tall redwood trees. Just huge trees in the middle of a forest, real private, real nice settings, beautiful. But let me tell you about redwood trees. <clears throat> they are the tallest living things in the world. Did you know that? They're the tallest living things. The redwood trees in California can grow to be as high as 300 feet high, and they can grow to be up to 2,000 years old. That's just amazing. Living things. Now, I don't know how old the redwood trees were that were in our backyard up in Mendocino, but they were well over 100 feet tall, so they were possibly hundreds of years old. And, and just to think of that, is, it's amazing. But redwood trees, you would think that they're so tall, they must have these roots that go hundreds of feet deep into the ground. But what I've learned about redwood trees is that's not the case. That's not the case at all. In fact, redwood trees have shallow roots. And I'm thinking, how does this work? So what they do is the roots of the trees intertwine like this. They intertwine with each other so that when the storms come, when the winds come, they stay together. They stay together because there's strength in numbers, amen? I'm going to steal that from the warriors. There's strength in numbers. Let me, let me illustrate this. Bianca and Raquel, come on up. I didn't ask them about this. And, and Andrew, come on up too. And just stand right up. Stand up here. Stand up here. Get up here. Okay. Bianca, you stand right here. Raquel, you stand right here. Andrew's going to stand right here. Okay? Now I'm going to come over here on this side. These are your three tall redwood trees. Now, now, you two stand over there for a second. Just move over there for a second, right there. Okay. Now, if she's a single tree, if I push her, she's going to move real easy. That's not hard to do with Bianca. Now, if I put them right next to each other and I try to push her, see? She's not moving because there's strength in numbers, just like the redwood trees. Thank you, redwood trees. You may be seated. Give them a big hand. Those are the best-looking redwood trees I've seen. Amen. So, again, the same is true for the church. That's why I want to encourage you to come as often as you can. You were strengthened with your brothers and your sisters when you fellowship together. Amen? If we don't, we will surely fall apart just as quickly as I could have pushed Bianca right over if she sat by herself. 
So encourage one another is what I would tell you as my second point. My third point and final point today is worship with one another. Can I tell you this, that you and I were created to worship. You and I were created to worship. It wasn't to create a spreadsheet. It wasn't to answer phones for a business. It wasn't to run your dry cleaning business or Uber business. It wasn't for any of that. You and I were created to worship God Almighty. I want to read a scripture to you found in John, the Gospel of John, chapter 4, verse 23 through 24. This is out of the ESV version. It will be on the screen as well. But listen to these words of Jesus. It says, But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. You and I were created to worship. You, you may have a calling to fulfill a job. You may be doing something that you love to do, whatever that may be. But that wasn't the divine reason God created you and put you on this earth. The reason he put you on this earth was to worship God Almighty. Amen. This is the highest calling you and I can have. It's the higher calling than being a pastor. It's to worship him. And you get to do that alongside anybody else. You can do that outside. You don't have to do it just in here. In fact, I love it when I'm driving and I come to a stoplight and I look over and I see someone doing this and shouting praises and I can hear their gospel music or whatever it may be. I'm going, yes, they're worshiping God Almighty. You ever seen that on the roads? Of course you have. That was me doing that in my truck. But that is the highest duty of a believer is to worship God Almighty. It's not to be a pastor or to be a worship leader, to be a drummer, to, to, to run our media. It's none of that. Those are great and wonderful ministry positions, but the highest calling is to be a worshiper of God Almighty. And the reason we know this is because when you look at heaven in the Word of God, you see worship throughout you see, when you read about the angels, what do they do? They worship. They bow down and worship. And they, de they declare hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lord. Hallelujah. Right now, there are hallelujahs going on in heaven. Right now, they are bowing before his presence. Incense in the form of worship is coming up before the Lord as the angels bow and worship the Lord. Amen? When you look at the redeemed saints, the, the Bible talks about in the Word of God, they are worshiping the Lord. They are worshiping the Lamb. They are worshiping God Almighty. Throughout Scripture, they worship the Lord God Almighty. And when you look at the future in the book of Revelation, when all of us are gathered in the presence of the Lord, what are we doing? We're worshiping. We're worshiping. So can I, can I tell you this? If you're not worshiping here, it's not going to work up there. You better learn to worship here, amen? You better learn to worship here. And what kind of worship are they going to have? They're going to have the most beautiful worship ever. 
It's not going to be a particular style of music or anything like that. We're going to be in the presence of God Almighty. We are going to just declare, God, you are wonderful, holy, majestic. You are beautiful. I can't wait for, the, for that day to see face to face God Almighty and to begin to worship him. How beautiful is that thought? You know, here we just, we just get a taste, a small taste of what heaven will look like one day. But one day you and I will get to worship God face to face. What a privilege that is. So brother, sister, I would tell you today, worship him here. Worship him when you're by yourself. Worship him with your family at home. Worship him in the privacy of your home. Amen? You were created to worship him. You see, the great privilege, the great joy, the, the great duty of heaven is going to be worship, eternal worship. Because again, the scripture declares the Father seeks worshipers that will worship him in spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. Again, look at your neighbor and tell them, you were created to worship. You were created to worship. Amen. You see, your soul longs to worship. And all of our lives, we, we try to feel this emptiness in our soul. How many know you have an emptiness? There's an emptiness in here. And until you come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that emptiness doesn't go away. It's a void. God created that. He divinely placed that. And only He can fill that void. Amen? And that void is filled when you begin to worship Him. When you begin to worship Him, all of a sudden, everything makes sense. Everything begins to make sense. You begin to have clarity. You begin to see the things the way God sees them. Amen? Almighty God has sown that desire into each of our lives. He created you to worship Him. You see, worship is a, is a means of invoking the presence of God. When you begin to worship Him, you get His attention. Amen? Just like when my daughter would say, Hey, Dad, can, can, you, can we go out to dinner? Can you, can you buy? Oh, she got my attention now, right? When we begin to worship Heavenly Father in heaven, we get His attention. Remember what I've always taught you here is when we walk into his presence, the Bible says in Psalms, we give him thanks as we enter through his gates. With thanksgiving, we enter his gates. Then with praise, we enter his courts. There's a process when you worship him. You give him thanks. Begin to thank him. Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the very breath of air that I'm able to breathe. I thank you that I can walk out of my bed today. I thank you, Lord, that I have a home that I live in. I thank you for the clothes on my back, that I can open a closet door and there's more clothes in there. I thank you for a transportation, a vehicle. It may not be brand new, but it got me from point A to point B. And on and on. What are you thankful for today? Worship him and thank him for that. And then praise him. I praise you, Lord, for your faithfulness. You've always been faithful to me. Lord, I, I praise you for your mercy and your grace towards me. There's so much that you and I can, can offer in terms of thanks and praise to him. Right there, you got God's attention. I'm listening, son. I'm listening, daughter. What do you need today? 
and he will bless your life. Amen. He will fill that emptiness and that void that you've carried for years. Amen. We were created to worship him. And as we close today, when we come together as believers, again, we invoke the presence of God's throne. And I would encourage you, if you would stand with me today as we close. Look at your neighbor again and tell him, I was created to worship. Yes, yes, amen. I was created to worship. Doesn't mean you have to sing perfectly. Doesn't mean you have to have the voice of an angel. Because I certainly don't. But I can worship him, amen. I can declare praises to my God. Today, if you've been struggling with discouragement, maybe you still have that void or there's a void here that's been created in your heart. I want to tell you today, God is here to fill that void, to encourage you, to remind you that you are a child of the King and that He loves you very much. Before I dismiss you, just want to pray your bless, a blessing over you as we do every service. Just lift your hands one more time. The Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus' wonderful name. Be blessed and have a wonderful Sunday. God bless you. Amen and amen. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.